Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again, Backchat 2.0. It gets me a bit excited, that song. It's like uh, it's a lot better than I've ever had. And um, there's a lot of other reasons I'm excited. Yes, uh, Dan's here. Hi, Dan. Hey, Will. <laughs> I'm excited. so excited. You always get better. What was, it? what was the thing you said? Better than what you had? What's that? I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. What? what? No, the song's better than what you had. Anyways... You're excited. Oh, better than what I had, yeah. So Backchat's been going for a long time, as you know. It used to run for three or four years under the West Coast Eagles. Before that, it was Squawk Talk. Before that was something else that I still can't remember what the name was. But... Talon chatting. But, now, don't mind the pun there, but we have someone someone else special here. Mm -hmm. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie's here. Hey, Charlie. How are you, Charlie? I'm well. How are you, Will? I'm good, mate. What's um What's happening? What's I'm, on the desk this today? I'm you a bit far away from you all today. I think I this is actually the best setup you've <laughs> ever had. A box with a, a... A bit of wood on top. That's my desk today. Good. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You know, a bit remiss I feel today. Like a bit mm. remiss. I don't think that's a thing, Charlie. Yeah, it is. Right. Charlie moved a box as well. Right. I did move a box. Before we get to the very special guest we have in store for us, which I know you all know who's here, but I like keeping it suspenseful for those who don't. Um, you can get to us on socials, Instagram, backchat underscore podcast, Twitter, backchat underscore pod, Reddit. I was on Reddit today and I had a good look through. <laughs> Gee, there's some funny stuff in <laughs> yeah, there. No, good. that's very good. Yeah, yeah. R forward slash backchat podcast. <laughs> Charlie, we've got TikTok now. I don't even have a TikTok. This is insane. <laughs> of course you don't. You don't have Twitter or TikTok. I've got, got Twitter. It's can got you no please? Followers. Can you find our TikTok username? I yeah. forgot to look it up. It's one of those things. It has the underscores, back chat and podcast and something else. Anyway, you can find it all at www. That's right. Yeah, that's right, Dan. Backchatpodcast.com.au or send us an email. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. We're finally here. And that's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can hear that laugh in the background. He's been sitting here silently. I haven't let him talk, which is what I like to do out to our guests in studio. He's he's a very good man. He's walked down from his house. Which he's kindly moved back from Melbourne to be closer to me. Nothing to do with his beautiful partner, Nat, or anything other 
in his life. It's to be closer to me and he can come down and walk and sit in my garage and record, back chat, and we're reunited. Sam Butler. Oh, and doesn't it feel good to be back as well? Wow. Uh, and how far the podcast come uh, <laughs> from the high heights that we were at, 96FM Studios, <laughs> to your garage, which basically looked like a bomb hit it. I don't know. Is it, are you using it for storage? Are you outsourcing this garage for other things? Or we Well, we had Oscar Allen in here. Mm. Um, and look, it was a bit embarrassing. It was worse than what it is now. And so I've, t- I've, I've, hard to believe. I've, cl- I've cleared some room and we have more room in the, in the studio area. And right. yes, I'm calling this area the studio area. Um, by the way, Sam, meet Dan. Dan, meet Sam. Hey. Hi, <laughs> hi poor man, Stumper. I mean, Dan. Um, <laughs> no, I think- I've heard you're a rich man, Stumper, yes. and I have listened to a few of the episodes. Mm. I must admit, I am keeping up with it. Uh, no, you're not. Jealous. Well, I have I listened to two. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I was jealous for both, and I had to stop listening because, you know, my heart was calling yeah, out to come fun. back. Have, uh, you missed, have you missed back chat? I have missed back chat. Yeah. There's only so many places that you can force people to listen to you without being able to talk back <laughs> in, in, in the world, isn't there? Yes. So over in Melbourne, I missed it so much. Ma- marriage stuck. marriage is one. Marriage, oh, I get back chatted to all the time in marriage. That's, <laughs> that's definitely not one. Um, I started doing a bit of coaching because I found that's another avenue that I could stand up in front of people, they talk, and listen. they had to listen. They wow. couldn't, they can't talk back. Well, they can talk back and I'll drop them. <laughs> But now that I'm back in Perth, that's aside. Here's my real forum when I can uh, get out some of my innermost thoughts and uh, and enjoy some time with you blokes. Well, mm. as I said to you, um, sharing a coffee at our um, our local cafe, mm-hmm. which we'll get into your thoughts on that. Dome? You, mm. No, he's coming. Look, it's a cafe that I go to a lot. And he's well, about to in, destroy a cafe. I'll give you the hot tip. He's coming with a bit of a hothead about it. He's not, uh, he's not, not sure. a big fan. You know when you you know when you, you when we get a friendship with someone or you really like something and yep. then you, that new guy comes in and they don't like it and then it suddenly yep. sours it for you? Yep. That's I had a friend that basically broke up with his girlfriend because she didn't like The Office and he loved it. <laughs> so that soured In that. his house? No, no. The show. The show. Oh. Yeah. The which one? The US one. It's uh, his favourite. She didn't like it. Anyways, I hope you two aren't better friends with each other than either of you are with me. That's going to suck for me. <laughs> I think we should make that a life yeah. goal, Dan. All right. I'll see you um, after this. We should grab, <laughs> grab a coffee. Yeah. Um, Sleepover. Yeah, good. Now, now you are back in town, Butsy. Yes. You moved away for a short period. I did. Um, how, was, how was it over in the promised land of Victoria? Well, I've been back in Melbourne basically my whole life, being a South Australian slash Western Australian. It was actually pretty good there for about 12 months. And then uh, I don't know if you heard about this COVID thing. Not many, not many Western Australians have. Mm. But that really stuffed it up, mm. to be honest. So what's, what's Melbourne good for? Live sport, bit of culture, restaurants. Guess what COVID did to all those things? Wow. Shut them right down. Guess what's left? Bad weather and shit beaches. That's, what, that's all it's got you left. Can swear, you can swear. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, you, can do whatever, you can say whatever you like on here. I second guessed myself and I looked into your eyes and I saw the encouraging stare back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> shit beaches, great. Uh, so I will say, Backchat has, has we've we've got rid of Thumper, yes, mm. and we got rid of you, but you Cut are always dead weight. Yeah, correct. Uh, well, he he won't be happy with that, Dan. But you <laughs> are all, you are always welcome. You're always welcome. And it feels good. It feels like home. I must admit, I came in hot about your surroundings, but I like the setup. There's like a run sheet, which like we never had. Do you I, like, I never do you like was prepared for anything. I have, a, I have a beer. 
I have like multiple people in the room and camera. What's the camera now? Mm. I can talk about stuff in the room, like how stupid this garage is or why there's a cricket ball in Did front of me. Did you notice you're in between two ferns? Or do I have to wear a hat to be part of this podcast? Did you notice you're in between two ferns? And there's a fern behind me. I didn't even realise <laughs> what, what's that fake. thing scratching my back. They're fake. So I like that part of it. So you look, you come in leaps and bounds. And now that you have me back, which obviously um, every podcast does need a bit of talent. Uh, the sky's the limit. You're welcome anytime. Um, we have taken the podcast to new heights. So instead of just talking about West Coast, which let's be honest, now we're both out of the club. We're no longer there. Mm-hmm. It gets a bit boring talking about West Coast. And for mine... And we don't know what's going on. That's correct. For, <laughs> my, for mine, towing the company line gets a bit tiresome too. Yep. So you worked for West Coast after playing for West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much now on the podcast, we talk about whatever we like. So we do a bit of footy. We do a bit of sport. Social media is still here. That's horrible news. I, I was going to get that to that a little bit later in the show, but social media is very much still a pillar of this show. How do you feel about it, about it Dan? Um, look, I, I know he's trying to push it a lot, um, but there are other segments that just are creeping and knocking on their door to say, hey, we're here too. Yeah. Um, Tell them about some of the other segments we got here. Uh, yeah, you send it, we read it. You send an email, we'll read it out. Uh, quite self-explanatory. How, how do you feel Ooh. about that? <laughs> What if, what if this email is like 10 pages long? We'll uh, read we've, it. We've sort of been there. You send wow. it. We'll read it. Yep. Um, Dan's challenge is always good. Ooh. Yep. That's been around. And Do you oh. challenge yourself or do you challenge other people? Uh, just, just will. Usually I win. Um, there's also You Call It, We Speak It, which is a new one, which we're starting tonight. Ooh. Excited about that. This is, this is, this is exciting. Is Not it? only do we have Sam Butler back in the house, but You Call It, We Speak It. Speak It. <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense, by the way? What does that mean? You call it. We speak We speak it. We'll speak to you on the phone. You send your number in. Right, so it's you. Mm. Okay, you, you send it, your number. We'll call it. Call you. And sp- you, you send it, we'll call it. Look, we speak it's it. Work it's work in progress. It's work in progress. We would like anyone who would like to speak to the show, we'll talk, we'll talk to you live. Mm. And we're going to do that with two guests. Yo. Two extra guests Is that tonight. possible now? Yes. You guys are going you've places. Been, you've been asking for this for a long time. When we, yeah. when we do a back chat, you're like, we need callers. We, we got callers. Yeah, because yeah. you got boring after a while. Um, yeah, that's correct. Now, uh, while we're going through all those segments, Dan challenge, Dan's challenge was mentioned. Mm. Um, look, it's a bit haphazard. It's like, like a lot of the other things we used to run at back chat. Um, mm. Hyperbuticals would have been one of them, which... We actually had quite a few requests um, from uh, our loyal fans, loyal listeners. So I texted you, I said, spent a lot of requests for hyperbuticals this week. What's hyperbuticals? Can you? (laughs) Well, I'll put my hand up. I say, I can't remember what. uh, It obviously wasn't good because I can't remember what it was. (laughs) I remember the name because it's a great name. I recall a little while ago, someone asked for for one. And I read it out, and I said just the way that it was spelt. I was like hyperbutical, and I'm and I was trying to <laughs> figure out what it was, and it just made me think of that bit of skin that's like, you know under the nail. What's yeah, that called? The um, cuticle. Yeah, the cuticle. Mm. So it's so not like that. a hyper cuticle, like a really inflamed cuticle, maybe oh, or something like that. Yeah, okay. uh, I, te- I, te- I don't know what it is. I texted our, our good good friend Thumper. I said, "Been a lot of requests for hyperbuticals. Can you remind me how that segment used to run?" He said, <laughs> "He said." <laughs> <laughs> oh look he, he said Butsy used to read out Hypothetical questions <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome <laughs> that, that, that was it And I said From who? Like for, He said From himself <laughs> To you and I To you and I <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome uh, And obviously Resonated 
Yeah, well, do you think if you, if you cut social media tomorrow, you reckon people will be calling for it? No, Hyperbuticals hasn't been there for three years. Well, guess what? The fans love it. No one knows what it is. <laughs> no, no one in this room knows what it is, but some uh, people do. Anyway, so I thought we would start with one of our, uh, which is which is which is Dan's challenge. It's been haphazard at best, mm. but we have tried to do it with our guests. So you're our, f- well, you're sort of our fifth, but I don't include Luke Shuey at the start of the year. That was a Why bit. Why not? Uh, you know, I, you just he was just happened to be in the building. I said, "Come have a chat to us." And they, these these ones are organised. We had Tom sure. Mo, Tom Morris, there, highly there, highly acclaimed. There was a name mentioned in your first episode. Sorry, as you, a guest, you were named. You were named. Oh, no, you spoke. There, there was a guest named in your first episode. I don't uh, know. Nay, promised. Ah, oh, Godra. God. God. Right. Okay. Don't no, get we, me started. So this get was me. this was my main agenda coming into oh, this. I d- I'm just podcast. gonna let you know he doesn't we, live here. We do <laughs> we do not have Godra on the show with you. That's not. Who, <laughs> that's not you. You. you speak I swear, it. one of these boxes Godra is about to pop out. <laughs> so you're definitely not. Or, or are you? Are you take a mark on right, You know how you asked about. That's a big box over there. How long we could get this podcast going for? We need to get into this. So, what we've been doing with our guests: Tom Morris, <laughs> mm. Oscar Allen, mm. Sir Swamp Thing. Jeez, mm. that was a big interview. Big interview. Broke broke some records with who? Sir Swampy, big. <laughs> Sam Butler. We ask our guests, first question up. I've given you no notice for this as well. Great. That's why I like it. Matt, uh, we, want to, we want to hear your best sporting achievement, not on the football field. So your very best. So, Dan, have you got one? I do, actually. And it's funny you ask because um, I know a lot of people have been you know, asking me to repeat the story again and again, which is what I'm going to do now. Um, so this cricket ball that you actually <laughs> mentioned before that you said there's a cricket ball on here, this is a trophy that I got from uh, uh, best performance in a final. Um, under 12s, Chute uh, Hill Cricket Club, that's the Lions. Um, uh, five wickets for 16 runs. And that's the ball. Ooh la la. That's the, that's the ball from so the game. five for 16. There's a lot of hype about Adam Zampa. I took five wickets. Uh, during the week in the T20 World Cup. How many runs? Five for 19. Mm. Oh, a bit expensive. Pathetic. Five for 16. (laughs) Dan asked me, this was was his first challenge, and he said, you won't beat my best sporting achievement. Yeah. Um, I gave him a couple of state titles and some running. Oscar Allen threw some stuff about volleyball. still peddling those state titles. (laughs) (laughs) Some volleyball. Wouldn't shut him up about him at the What did Sir Swamp give us last week? Uh, Participation in soccer when he was nine or something. Jesus, Sir Swamp. Yeah, that's a low bar. Sir Swamp also did say that only 33 people have done this, according to records, ever. Enough padding. What do you mean? Enough padding. No, in international cricket or something, not not under 12s. Yeah, doesn't matter. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this true. is legit, legit best sporting moment. Yeah. Not like so what's your funny, best? dumb thing I did on the no, no, soccer no. pitch. No, you need to beat those. You need to beat national titles and state titles and participation. Oh. And it can't be football. It cannot be your profession. Yeah, I don't want to get into footy because I'll, I'll beat you at that too. What about junior footy? Certainly, yeah. Oh no, no, no football. Otherwise, I'll use junior footy. I scored a hat trick in soccer in a cup final once at Highmarsh Stadium. That was pretty good. What age? Must have been under 17 or something. Regular season or a final? final. Hat trick. Cup final. I you were biggest stage. I thought you were midfielder. Correct. Wow, we. pretty good. Cess Fabregas, eat your heart out. My first ever game of footy under 15s. Never played no, it. No, Never no, played in my life. Are you allowed <laughs> to do this? Uh, uh, 11 goals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. 11 goals. Stick with your hat tricks. I thought this will never happen again. That's a first time fluke. 11 goals, first game. Second game, 11 goals. 
<laughs> Who were you playing? Like, Sorry league? about that, what, football. What league? Jesus, this game's easy. I thought to myself, what position? Jesus, easy. What league were you playing? In? Sixteen games later, drafted. Twenty games after that premiership, I was like, this game is <laughs> a piss take. <laughs> All right, so hat trick in in soccer. Um, hat trick in soccer is pretty good. I I would say that that's close to best. Did you win that game? Five one, we won. I was really pissed off that two other people scored. <laughs> <laughs> Under 17s, this is like uh, it's like waffle level, like Premier League level. Of I feel like it's SA. Yep. So deal with that. Cop that. Yeah, Find my stadium, the major, sta- major stadium in Adelaide. Best on? Duh. <laughs> Scored three goals from midfield. You freaking beat the judge. Dan, Dan's team lost when he took five or six. Oh, how did that happen? Ah. <laughs> uh. Another bowler in the other side took six for 15, That's obviously. That's just I cleaned up the tail end at the end of the game. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, the top, the top already, put, already put on 400 runs? All yeah. oh, right. Now, Bunty, I do want to actually... I do want to treat you as a bit of a guest, not just as a, this celebrity man, this celebrity that's come in here, this 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 pillar of the podcast, mm. which you are, which you are. Mm. I would like to ask you some questions as a guest, as a because I do... Well, I this do actually, be a fun experience. Well, I do actually think you have some quite interesting times. I mean, you've been around the block a little bit. You're still you're still butsy from the block. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. Will you got anything, Dan? No, no. Can't go. Dan's usually very good with songs. Well, I was just going to give you the obvious line, but I thought no, it's predictable. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, if you just stay with us, though, mm. we're going to just have a bit of a sweep of the sweep of the sporting realms at the moment, and I'm going to ask you some questions about some things that I know you won't know the answers to. Sweep away. You seen the new um, signings today for West Coast signings? <laughs> what do you mean? Just see who signed. Two no. big, two very big names. Oh, uh, JK. And? I don't know. Shannon Hearn. Shannon Hearn. Is he? Is he yep. I thought he already had a. Yeah. Josh Kennedy, Shannon Hearn. They've signed on. Why did it take so long? Been on. Well. Just sign him up, I say. Do you know why it's taken so long? Why? Because uh, oh, of a Patreon story there. You know no, what? Don't, no. get, don't get fired. Well, no, clearly, no, clearly they've got salary cap issues, and they've had to they've had to renegotiate other players' salaries on the list. Yeah, all right. Is that not? Is that sure not obvious? Sure, he took another hit. Well, is he on that much the money? Time. I don't reckon he's. Career. I don't reckon he's on that much money. Yeah, because every year they take ask him to take a pay cut. That's <laughs> why. Well, hey, skipper, well, you need to take another cut, so we need to keep someone else. I did want to say this. I want. Well done, boys, for signing. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. yeah. And well done, West Coast, for signing two of the greatest players of all time. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> That's enough for West Coast. I've had enough of that. Okay, cool. But so you'll like this, and I'm sure you haven't seen this come across the table. So uh, Channel 7 news reporter, our favourite of the show, Tom Brown. He has some absolute... TB. He has some absolute howlers, this bloke. Some what of the man. worst. Some of the absolute worst. So he's come across with a good one, though. The AFL have cut skinfold testing at the draft camp to protect... Player well-being, Sam Butler. I have come across this one. How do you feel about that? Fat shaming. You, that, That's uh, basically what they're saying. Yeah. Skin folds are fat shaming is people. That, is that what you're saying? Isn't that what that is? That's what, exactly what they're saying. Isn't that what they're saying? Body, body saying. shaming? Yeah, I just put the fat part in there. Yeah, so what do you say about that? I say that's I don't know where I stand on the political correctness of it, but it seems you don't have to be anywhere near politically I correct it, on this podcast. Uh, it, Please say what you think. Is it still true that being athletic is good for football. Would you like me to just go... And, and it's still true that being in a, a certain physical shape is good for athleticism. Yes. Just, just tell, just talk, probably, talk us through what happens when you're getting a skinfold test. For, for, you know, we're all 
at this table, elite athletes, we've been through many of these sorts of things. <laughs> but for those at home, they're like, skinfold, is that, you know? Well, it, to be honest, skinfold is an antiquated test. They basically just pick skin and then measure it. Um, so there's the lots of better ways to do it nowadays, probably. I don't know them all, but there's other ways to do it. BMI tests and things like that. Texas scans, the whole... But it's saying. a legacy thing that they've got all this historical data and they can compare you against all the other drafts and whatnot. So um, basically it just tells you how fat you are. Well, like half... They just squeeze and they go, oh, about half a finger full of skin. Yeah, they've got little calipers that say this. you've got four centimetres on your stomach and Scully would have 24 centimetres on your stomach. And So about, about skin folds though, right? They're incredibly personal. Butsy and I have different levels of skin folds and our body will react differently how we exercise how we eat food um you know i train less <laughs> I, i'm fatter than butsy but also if we both trained exactly the same amount ate exactly the same food we would have different skin folds mm-hmm. so getting a, get, getting a skin fold let's just say someone gets a 50 and then comparing it to another person who's got 40 saying that he's fit he's fatter oh well Yes, saying that it actually means anything, it doesn't because you need to compare it to yourself. Like skin folds are self-comparable, correct? That is correct up to a certain point. Well, you can't have a hundred. You can't have a hundred. Yeah, skin they're probably just checking outliers, which probably no one is anymore, to be honest. But correct. they're probably just checking: is this guy over eighty? Yes, he might have a problem. That's and, basically it. And what if he just has flappy skin? You're not going to be eighty if you have flappy skin. You, you'll be 60, 65. That's still like there's the guys playing on AFL. Hold on, is that a thing? Can you have flappy skin? Yeah, he's, he's got stretchy skin, this guy. You know. Nah, it, it's not a measure of skin <laughs> thickness. It's a me- measure of fat in between your skin. Yeah, right. Right? So, look. Thick my, skin. My point is, I don't know if it's yours, Butsy. It's an absolute debacle. I tweeted about it during the week. Fox Footy wrote an article, Butsy, you'll like this. Titled it, Fucking Joke. <laughs> wow. Did they use an asterisk? Brutal. They used a couple of couple of asterisks, but they they quoted so what me. So what side are you on? You'll get rid of it. Get, no, don't get rid of it. That athletes, you're saying it's you're saying it's obsolete though. Athlete, look, whether it's obsolete or not, the whole point the is the reason they've got rid of it correct, is crazy. Looking after athletes' mindset and like you're an athlete and you're trying to become a professional athlete, you need to hold certain levels of fitness now. I understand fat shaming. This is not to do with fat shaming. This is this is not trying out to be a social media influencer and putting pictures up of yourself on Instagram. This is about becoming a professional athlete where fitness and body fat levels directly correlate to you being able to perform your job. Now, mm. some guys, what I was saying earlier, some guys will have high levels of fat in their body. There's guys on the list, I'll tell you right now, Jeremy McGovern, Andrew Gaff has high skin folds. He's the best runner at West Coast and has been for 10 years. But his skin folds do not correlate to his I've performance. I've only been retired for five. <laughs> I think he's in the top 10 of the AFL. It is a joke that they're getting rid of it to look after players. Like, and yeah. they're, uh, what is it, mental like, he's got mental health? I don't know if it's it, mental Is this health. an it's AFL mandated thing for all clubs as well or is it only at the uh, junior draft. level? It's just draft. Draft. So yeah. the, draft the worrying thing is that clubs will probably still do it or at least some kind of testing. And Scully will test. It's kind, of, it's kind of brutal, AFL. Like, you're going to come up against challenges and you're going to be, they're still going to uh, videotape you in absolutely everything you do on field. Every part of training, go to a 2K time trial. They're going to analyse every single thing you do. Do we, are we seeing the wrong example for young players that think they can 
get away. I don't know. That would that, that, be my only know. worry for young people. Are we actually hurting them a little bit? I don't know how far. So skin folds, I don't think it, I don't really, I've never really liked them. Um, for all the reason we just spoke about. I have, because I was always awesome at them. You had very low skin folds. Really low. Yeah, but see, that was a problem. They'd compare oh, be you the rest I, of us. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, but he's under 40. What about the rest of us? Oh, excuse me. Scully <laughs> <laughs> skin folds Cl- are big. Classy. It's a classy podcast, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, man. No, nah, I love skin folds. Don't get rid of them. Yeah. Okay. That's our skin fold chat. Um, that, that's uh, we do that every an week, interesting skin topic. Folds. Do you? <laughs> yeah. How are you going with them? Yeah. No, no, no. We don't, we don't do. We don't squeeze each other's skin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You measure sure? each other's. Yeah, all right. You're not coming the in the garage time. unless you're under 55, guys. Just so everyone knows. NBA. This mm. is your realm, Dan. I just saw something that happened today that was quite brutal. Um, Nikola Jokic plays for the Denver Nuggets, reigning mm. MVP. He copped a bit of a, a nudge as he was uh, dribbling the ball up the court, um, and he passed the ball off. And after he passed it off, he ran up to the guy who was Markeith Morris, ran up to him and absolutely, I don't even know how this, what the word is, shoved him very hard in the back. He apps, have he you seen him. it? No. Absolutely. Charlie, can you get it up on your laptop and show Butsy, please? Yep. Shirt sure front. Oh, in the back, you're saying? Yeah, like so. He's, he's, he's casually him. running, so he doesn't even know it's coming. On and the basketball court. Shit, mix. It's, it's really? Almost, almost oh, a yeah. seven footer, just, he's. A, yeah, I know of that guy, but he's like he's a um, he's like Ukrainian or something. He's a mad yeah, dog. Yeah, mate. It was like, like the fire came across just, the yeah. face. Yeah, and absolutely floored him. And then you know a bit of a t- tussle broke out. Jimmy Butler was telling him to come out the back, In like the I'll see out the back. Really? Um, and uh, which I found very funny about the whole incident. Like, Yoku, it's all Yoku would eat him. He's a bear. Of course, it's all taught that. What are they going to go fight in the car park? These no, guys, these are only a hundred million dollars a game. Uh, give, give, can you swing around and show butts? Yeah, that's just an ad playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's it about? Uh, books, something like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Got no sound on. Good, good, They're good. not sponsoring us, Charlie. Don't don't tell them what it is. Yeah, that was a test, Charlie. You failed. If you personally haven't seen this hit from Jokic on Markeith Morris, have a look at it. We'll chuck it, chuck it up on socials. Chuck it up in uh, in our story. But overall, Butsy, I, uh, I really think that you're not going to like this at all. Oh, <laughs> hang on, they'll come back and show it. So the most brutal thing is, is he's he not expecting flying. it at all. Yeah, because he's he's just he doesn't he's not bracing for it. So he absolutely cops. And there's Jimmy Butler going, "I'll see you out the back." Um, so they show a replay of it. Has he? Should, has he put yeah, some mustard on it? Leave it. No, a dive because he went about halfway not across at all, the mate. floor. He is. I don't think he needed to. So, watch this. All right. So, so Yoko just grabbed a rebound. So he's already. He's going to have on it. the floor. So he just gives bump. him a bit of a bump. Nothing too oh, hectic. And then bang. I don't think you need to muster that. That's the first one hit. was not nothing either, though. No, it he's was... He's come into him pretty yeah, hard. he was. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't... He uh, he responds pretty tough. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, it's Big good. boy! Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll put that on socials. I was going to McGovern ask, like Buddy, by the way, doesn't he, Jokic? Yeah. Yeah. Skinny fat. Yeah, he's skinny yeah, yeah. fat. Yeah. He, this is skinny. What's his skin fold? This is him skinny now. He used to <laughs> that, be That's who started it. We'll never know now. Okay. They get rid of it. <laughs> he outlawed it in the NBA. <laughs> what's the question here? Best cheap shot. Or well, not best. What's the what's the cheapest cheap shot you guys have seen two spring, on the field? Well, two springs to mind for me, and I wasn't on. Not including when you um, absolutely floored that Melbourne chap with your elbow. Clayton Oliver. <laughs> 
Uh, for that to be a cheap shot, he would this have had to This is the toughest thing Scully's ever done. One, not been looking at me, which he was, and for me, two, to have hit him in the chin, which I didn't. Actually touch him. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm on my two. You might have been playing. Probably not. You're probably injured. Um, oh, it's, that's, no doubt. That's a bit below the belt for this early in the pod, isn't it? Sorry about that. No, it's spot on. Uh, Barry Hall, Brent Staker, like... Oh, yeah, I was injured. You don't, you don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get too many cheaper than that. Yeah. And this is a little bit more controversial because... I love him. He's a good mate. Good mate of the pod. And he's going to be a, going to be a big friend of the pod, I believe, next Ooh. year. He's very keen to jump on a bit and give us a bit of insight. Andrew Gaffey Brayshaw. And Charlie's a Freo supporter. Yeah, you know, and that was hard to forgive, but I feel like I've moved on. <laughs> have you forgiven him? <laughs> I, yeah, I have. No, that, I was, that was... Uh, no, that was... That's cheap, borderline. No. That's, what that's what borderline. made you forgive him? Is it Time Hill's all wounds? Or was it... Did he say something that go, oh, he's actually a good bloke? Or? I don't know. I think I just gave up being angry. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just too nice a guy. Mate, I don't know. I, I heard Freo fans booing him about three months ago. Oh, and that was three still, years it's later. still hugely booing. Yeah, I still do. you have a couple beers at the, I, at the Derby. I would forgive Barry Hall for the rest of my life. That's bad. I don't yeah. care what he yeah, says. But he was trying to hit him in the face. I still think Gaffey was like trying to hit him but not clobber yeah. him in the jaw. I agree. You see any other cheap shots? Nah. You know. Uh, I can't. Nothing springs to mind. That's right. I didn't even spring to mind that Barry Hall one, but that is obviously an outlier. It's that bad. was outrageous, <laughs> really. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's like when me and Scully box together. Oh, can you? T- I don't know if you've ever told that on this. At least if you have, tell it to the new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys had a box. Yeah, like we, a, used uh, we used to spar. We used to spar. Which, which, which? Like an organised spar. You're not, you're not allowed to do that anymore. They don't. You're not allowed to box anymore. Are you? No, not not allowed to. At any club, someone got knocked out. So. Oh, right. Well, fair enough. I'm surprised you get banned <laughs> after you and I boxed. Me and Scully box. I used to do a little bit of boxing at the club, and <clears throat> Scully, if I'm not mistaken, at this time was was quite a novice, and uh, <laughs> I know. And we were doing sparring to the point where don't hit in the head in this occasion. Just let's just yep. keep it to the body, arms, whatnot. So Scully, for some reason, I would just notice if I faked, I don't care if I faked hitting him in the toe, he would try and block it. <laughs> I, I, I could fake hitting anywhere. I could fake hitting four metres to his left. He'd still try and block it. So I'd, just, I'd fake low, he'd drop his hands, and I'd punch him square in the middle of the chest over and over <laughs> and over again. And I could tell that it was really starting to hurt him. But then afterwards, I thought that had to have hurt, but he took it well. Anyway, let it go. About four months later, he's come up to me and goes, Mate, I haven't told you this, but my sternum is still fucked from when, <laughs> <laughs> from when we bought He carried it all year in pain, struggling. Legit, legit fractured my sternum. I had a fracture. <laughs> I'm not even slightly kidding. And we had boxing gloves on. He would have hit me 50 times in the same spot. It was like... How wouldn't back down though. You know, just, kept, just kept dropping his hands. Is, like, is, it, kill, is it Kill Bill where they she's in the coffin and she's... Yeah, the one-inch punch. punch. That was what it was like. <laughs> it was like punching through a coffin, my sternum. Yeah. And you were doing the one-inch I literally broke you in half. That's, that's oh. the way I'm figuring it in my head. Right, uh, NFL. We're NFL. Going, okay, we're going around the grounds. So, uh, yeah, we are going around the grounds. Chicago Bears played Steelers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really watch it, but I saw it. So, uh, the Steelers quarterback. How ben, did you see it without watching it? Oh no, Impressive. I didn't watch it live. I didn't. Right. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, <laughs> so, defensive end Cassius Marsh. Yeah. Great sack on the Steelers quarterback. Runs through. He holds it for way too long, and then he, uh, Marsh sacks him. And you know how NFL they get to do the taunting thing. No, they don't get. Well, to they do don't. It they don't get to. But yeah, they get up and do they, a little. It was banned for a while, yeah. and then now they can sort of do a little bit of it in the, when they score a touchdown. 
Cassius does this spinning fly kick after he sacks him. And he's Charlie, just like let's a, put that on social yeah, as let's well, Let's put please. that on social. Thank you. He's, ex- he's celebrating. He's not fly kicking anyone. He's just fly kicking the air. Yeah. Like full Jackie Chan. Like yeah, really? Very impressive. An impressive piece yeah, of he gets very high. Yeah, yeah. And, and so then he gets a penalty for taunting. So as he's as he's running off the pitch, the um, the referee who's given him the taunt, who's about to give him the taunting penalty, just as he's walking uh, running past him, he the referee takes a little step back and just gives him a nudge. The referee does. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, full on. Um, so uh, there you go. Charlie will just bring that a little back a bit. So oh, it's, he it's, looks back into yeah, him. Yeah, he just backs into him, and then he and then he throws the flag up in the air. So. It lost the game for Chicago. It lost the game oh, for Chicago. He's definitely done that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow, referee. So people are calling for his head. LeBron James has come out and said that that referee needs to get fired. So really? I'd say that because LeBron James has said it, it's he's all definitely over. Getting fired. He's getting fired. As much as you can't He's a Barry Hall referee. referees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't throw a fist, but he threw his butt out. Um, the, I don't think we've seen much of that sort of action in AFL. I mean, there was people suggested that he uh, that referee, uh, sorry, the umpire, walked into um, Toby Green. That was a little bit of a yeah. That was 50-50. that was not like but this incident. Not, not like, like that, at um, all. that umpire literally that umpire tried, tried to back into him and bump the player and yeah. then penalise the player on the spot. So I can't really talk to you about umpiring because that the Aussie rules AFL. It's different. It's different. But ta- but taunts. Is there anyone that's taunting out in the field? We we used to speak about it a bit as backmen that it would be amazing if after a good spoil. <laughs> <laughs> we could do fly kicks in the air. Yeah, like a bit of a taunt. <laughs> I don't know if I ever got to fly kicks in the air. No, but no that's, anyone that's could a, have achieved Imagine that, if yeah. we got to celebrate a spoil like these guys get to like celebrate. Thumping your chest and yeah. you know, oh, like, like a forward can celebrate a goal. Forgetting, yeah, forgetting about the game ongoing. What's, just what's more important, kicking a goal or saving a goal? Equally important, I'd say. Saving, if yeah. I, yeah. If I was saving me, which I am. I've got him on the program. Don't worry, he knows he's a. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah still no. called back chat. So, <clears throat> sorry, I keep coughing. Um, um, best taunt. Taunting. The best taunt I've ever seen, and I've probably told this story because it's one of my favourite stories in my all-time career in football. Uh, played a game in London. Uh, we had a footy trip beforehand, so it wasn't the best game, to be honest, from us. Mark Lecrae, John Worsfold, in all his wisdom, has decided he's going to try him in the back pocket on Jeff Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Farmer's kicked four goals in the first quarter. <laughs> Start of the fourth quarter, he's kicked his fifth goal, and he's kicked. It's been an amazing goal. Actually, it wasn't Le- Lekker's fault, fault this one, but Lekker's still on him. Lekker's still on him. Run towards boundary, kicks his snap, goes straight through. Jeff Farmer's um, momentum's going towards boundary, so keeps running over, jumps the fence. Oh, what the hell is this guy doing? Walks about five rows back, <laughs> shuffles in, goes in, sits, sits down, crosses his legs, and just starts clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I'm like. And Lekker's mind just disintegrated, <laughs> just completely collapsed. And Wish goes, please get back forward and try to kick a goal. It was, and that was the greatest thing ever. Forwards can do that. That's amazing. That's used to run up to the, you know, but that was, you know, it wasn't so much taunting an actual player that was sort of celebrating. But mm. Backman, yeah, you could, you, I reckon that could be a thing to people, for people to bring in. I once saw Andrew Embley taunt uh, a Port Adelaide player, I forget his name, but he got knocked out. And for some reason, Ember stood over and taunted him for about a minute. <laughs> Tyson Stengline got him was, a good one. Yeah, he wasn't that Stengler? Dancing over him. Didn't he like jump over him sort of like in a Yeah, it was just style? like, whoa, like staring him in the face. <laughs> he got you good. Like, that guy's knocked Is out, it mate. 
No, no, no. That's Bowie got solar packed. So yeah, that's right. No, this guy was a. Uh, it's kind of a. Bl- and I was playing on him on the wing, so I was quite happy. But I didn't go up and taunt him while he was not, unconscious. Not but yeah. did not. No, yeah, I don't think. He, I don't think he played again. He right. Literally stopped his game. <laughs> so funny. I don't know if Embers feels better. Yeah, what are you laughing at, Dan? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, after this, we're going to get into a bit of a chat with Butsy. We're going to turn Butsy the uh, pro host into Butsy the guest. Sam Butler, the guest and not the host. Mm. I did interview on 6PR um, with you um, on the weekend. Mm. We spoke for quite a while, but as I've spoken about on this podcast, traditional media doesn't give the room to talk about whatever we want. And so we sort of missed, uh, I saw, are we a bit patchy. Did you feel rushed? It was a bit rushed. I felt a bit rushed, but you're also employed by them, so I don't want to uh, talk it down too much. But yeah, mainstream media, who needs it? You, know? you probably had to get to some pest control ads, and I don't know, how often do you play an ad every two minutes on 6PR? Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, Dan okay. works for the ABC, so he's like, <laughs> he like as some sort of, it's meant to be a rivalry, which is fucking hilarious. Like, ABC nah. is bland and boring and no ads. 6PR <laughs> is the complete opposite to that. So like, and far, way too far gone the other way. No, no. And somewhere in the middle is perfection. That's where back chat lies. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes that. Um, I did want to ask you a few questions. So I, when, I, when I was preparing for that interview, I thought, well, I could probably use that on back chat. It'd be a lot better. Because your career um, as a footballer, mm. now a lot of people hear you talk and, you know, funny guy and, you know, you take the mickey out of yourself. But you, 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 really played, intelligent. You, played, you played in a period of time that you, you did see it all, didn't you? You drafted 2003, end of 2003, high draft pick. Again, researching for this interview. Mm. Did not realise you were a top 20 pick. Well, we. I like that you said top 20. Yeah. <laughs> exactly number 20. <laughs> <laughs> so top 20 pick, mm-hmm. you come to the club, you debut in your first year, round 10. So how many games did you play in your first year? Have I written that down? No. 10 or so? You played a few. 10 or so. You played 10, didn't you? I it was around that, yeah. And then the next, the very next year, the club plays in a premiership. Sorry, plays in a grand final, 2005 grand final. And you mm-hmm. play. How did you actually get into that midfield? That midfield was Cox, Judd, Cousins, Kerr, Braun, Embley, Fletcher. What were you doing? Stanglon. Stanglon. Uh, what, what were you to be doing? honest, I don't actually know. What, what, what position were you playing in 2005? I was playing midfield. So I came into the club thinking I could break into the greatest midfield of all time. Um Easier said than done, and but did. somehow I did. Uh, the 2005 season was a weird one for me, I, I, especially the grand final itself. I had a stinker, to be honest. I think I got injured like round 16 or something. Um, I don't think it was a long injury, but couldn't break my way back into the side. And we ended up having a couple of injuries in the prelim. So I think Michael Braun went down. Well, you, came, you didn't play was, in the prelim? Nah, I didn't play since round 16. What? And I was at the old Perth Demons. I hadn't played any footy for about a month. What? Um, and then we had literally three or four injuries. So for I think the Casey final. Green came in, I came in, Travis Gasper maybe came in. No, he played. Anyway, there was three or four changes. Um, so I was a bit underdone and, and I'm not making excuses. I didn't um, I didn't live up to my own expectations for that game and, and go overall by the situation. But uh, I think we spoke about it the other night, so I don't want to over, no, no, overdo no, it. No, but. no, no. More people listen to this. It's just Okay. <laughs> Well, that kind of changed my trajectory of, of my career a little bit because, um, geez, it was, it was a bad feeling. 
after after a game where you lose by a point or four points, whichever one it was, and you have a stinker and you've got three touches or whatever it was, you, you, you know, if you play your role, if you play a good game, do you win by a point? You know, is that is that how much a person is, is adds to the team in that kind of game? So, I took it on my own shoulders, and and still probably think rightly so. Um, but that's pretty hard for an eighteen year old, nineteen year old. And well, I was in a bit of a state for the next few weeks. Why did you play so poorly? On like hindsight, always twenty twenty. Why did you? Why did you not prepare? You weren't ready. You just sort of any other game, over prepared. Yeah. Look, with the value of hindsight, as you say, and being a bit older. You know, not playing for a fair while before that game, I think played a f- play a factor. But at the time when I um, analysed the game, I think I just uh, spent it before I had it. You know, I, I was training really hard. I was trying to impress on the training track because that's all I could do. My goal was to break back into the side. So when you get told by Wusher on a Thursday that you're playing in the grand final, all that work I'd just done for the last 10 weeks, I felt like I'd achieved my goal. Mm. So it's almost like I've, I made it. I did what I needed to do. Do you remember? And not that, that I didn't want to play good in the game, but I probably didn't think, okay, well now the hard work starts, which completely changed the next year. Do you remember the um, uh, the Premiership Parade and the all the yeah. all the extras? You remember like? Yeah, I remember it. I probably don't remember. I was lucky enough to play in three grand finals. I probably remember two thousand five the least. It's a bit of a blur to be honest. I remember the post game and, and the feeling around it, but I don't really remember the game too much or or the preamble. I don't really remember getting told I was playing. 2006, I, I basically remember it all. I don't know if it's because it was a more joyous experiences and I haven't blocked it out of my mind, but um, I remember the, when Wusha told me I was playing. Um, I remember the parade. I remember the feeling before the game. I remember th- certain things throughout the game and, and obviously the feeling afterwards. But 2005, I know they say, you know, you have to lose one to win one, which is obviously completely incorrect, but I think it prepared me for... The rest of my career and kind of changed, as I said, the trajectory of who I wanted to be in a team. You know, I never wanted to experience a feeling of feeling like I let my team down and didn't play my role. Whereas before that, you know, I was I was a young midfielder. I was, to be honest, I was a bit brash. Um, I kind of considered myself as a contemporary to those guys you spoke about, and that I'd be in a midfield and, and hold my own with them. Whereas then, after that game, I was just kind of like, I just want to make sure I don't fuck up again. Basically, mm. yeah. It probably set my tone towards the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't move you to the back line then because 2005, your second year in the AFL, a losing grand final, you got your chance to redeem yourself in 2006. So what changed? Everything? Everything, yeah. So I probably just had a sole focus and it wasn't just me, the whole club. You know, I'd, I'd probably never again experience what it felt like to be part of that next season or pre-season. Um, the sole focus. One of the great things about playing with some of those names that you said in the midfield is everyone knows they're supremely talented, but they're some of the hardest working guys that I've ever come across in football. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're some of the hardest working guys you've ever come across in the history of the game. The, the Chris Judds, Ben Cousins, I think people know how hard he would push himself on field, but off field just as hard. Daniel Kerr is, is a is a play hard, work hard kind of guy. That midfield was stacked with guys that wanted to get the best out of themselves and would push themselves to the absolute limit. Um, so I was lucky enough to learn off those guys at that time as well. Uh, and they took it to a new level in that preseason. Do you remember how many people played both 05 and 06? How, how many of the team? Uh, it would have been a fair chunk. Yeah, there was a few guys like Nico and Gardy 
Ashley Sampy at Plato Five, Gasper, Gasper, Casey Green. So probably yeah, actually it's probably six or seven that didn't that didn't play the next year. We were a lot more settled coming into 06. Like mm. We hadn't had injuries for a while. Like Everything was going our way. Uh, the chalk and cheese in terms of our lead-up to the game itself. The result, not chalk and cheese. They both could have gone either way. But um, the feeling going into the game was completely different. And completely different for me. Like, I had, a, you know, I don't want to big note myself, but I had a pretty good final series leading up. You know, I was, I was starting in, a, in the midfield for the last six or seven weeks. You were one of the best in the prelim. I read that somewhere. You had like you had like twenty five, twenty six touches in the prelim, didn't you? You'd remember. Yeah, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Oval. Yeah, kick the winning goal. Homecoming. Kick the winning goal. Snap on your left. Had thirty something the week before. Was it a snap on your Bulldogs. Left? No, it was a snap on my right. Big it was about snap. fifty. Yeah, it was big. Got snap. us to win, whatever. Um, so confidence in the year before would have been riding high, but for that year, um, it didn't feel like anything was worth it until we kind of won. Um, I wish every year felt like that, but I think. The other good thing about playing in a midfield like that, and to be honest with the, you know, not just the midfield, the team as a whole, they had a fair bit of confidence. I think the, they had um, a lot of confidence. They knew they could win from anywhere. I think I remember reading a stat, something like between 05 and 06, between Sydney and West Coast, if you added up all of the games, there was a point differential between, like every game, maybe the, there may have been two, like where you, you won by two goals, they won by two goals, but every game for those two years. No, was, it was, they're all like under a goal there for a while. Yeah, yeah, like the, the total differential is one, I think one point. So mm. it's, it was a wild um, sort of thing. So when, when you have 16, 17 guys that have played last year, is, is there some conversations you're having between those people that are like, you know, bonding over the fact that you lost last year, this year is going to be different sort of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, not, not explicitly. Um, but I think it was a collective feeling behind it. Um, obviously, the year before was spoken about a bit and the rivalry with Sydney and, and whatnot, but I remember having discussions in that final series saying that um, that we're ready kind of thing. Like, we're going to – this has to be our time because not only <clears throat> were we just supremely confident, like, like I just mentioned, but – as I said, the, the injury side of it, like everything was going our way. If we didn't win it that year, then, you know, we couldn't have asked for a better run, to be honest. And then Sydney, to their credit, they're playing against a team that were way more talented than them. Like, I don't know if I'm being controversial here, nah. but they're playing against a team that were way more talented than them. They held it with us and we split it 1-1 and they end up keep, keep going and won a couple more premierships in the next six or seven years. But you got to credit them for, for their ferocity. We wanted to play that way. Wusher, for all his uh, detractors towards the end of his tenure at West Coast about not having a plan B, he knew, I believe he knew he had the most talented team out there and was happy to test that talent against other teams. He was happy to play one-on-one. You, Sam Butler, you play against whoever, Ryan O'Keefe, and you beat him. Or That was our game plan because he believed that we'd win in that game plan. But Sydney, competitive base. They thought they could match it in that kind of style. Um, so you've gone three years in the AFL. You played in two grand finals, won one, lost one, um, disappointing one, great the other, um, premiership. I don't know if we've ever told this story on the podcast, but I was thinking when I was going to interview about stories from my very early days, um, one that popped up in my mind was, I don't know if you remember this. It happened to you, so you probably should. Um, <laughs> Sam Butler was... Living with you at the time you won the 2006 flag. Sam Butler was living with me. 
So Matt Spanger was living you at the time you won the 2006 flag. And it was some some point in time after winning that flag in in that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere there. Been a bit, bit of a big week. Right. I don't know where this story's going. I don't know if I want to. So you're in the shower and Spang's in the living room and he just, like, he hears you go into the shower and then just hears you, after about a minute or so, Start yelling and and like almost wailing, like crying out, "Help! Help! Help!" <laughs> so Spain goes running in there, and you're like, "Man, man, I ca- I can't see, I can't see. What did I do last night? What did I do? I've like like I can't, I can't see, I can't see anything, I can't see anything, I can't see my fair, I can't see my something on my eyes. Something, something's going on." And Spain is just like, "Holy shit, man!" Like I opened up the shower door, like let me check him out. Opens the shower door. You're um, you've had a shower with your sunglasses on still. <laughs> they're, they're fogged up, and you think you're blind. <laughs> you think you le- legit think you're blind. That's a legitimate story. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't remember screaming like a little girl, but it probably happened that way. No, it definitely happened that way. Remember back in the days, you have to have those cool like wraparound sunnies, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously slept in them. Obviously wore them out like I was cool the night before. Slept in them. Woke up, got in the shower. Legitimately thought I'd pushed it too far, and I'd, and I'd somehow alcohol would turn me blind because they fogged up. They fogged up in the shower. I obviously could see my way in there. Then they fogged up in the shower. I've pushed it too hard. Oh, too, oh, 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 oh. That's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, awesome that you brought good. up that story, though. Yeah, very good. Well, you know what? Bad luck. That's yeah, how it goes. Thought we were talking, about Mike, thought, thought we were talking about the career, but you we know. are. At what stage? <laughs> at what stage did you realise you were a backman and non-midfielder? Let's let's get to the serious question. Uh, I well, it wasn't me. It was the coaches. Um, unfortunately, after two thousand six, I didn't play for the next two years. Had uh, groin injuries at due, due to sight. Yeah, I lost my, lost my sight and I was slowly regaining it over the next two years. Uh, so I didn't play the next two years. Came back in 2000 and, so what's that, 2009. And uh, did bugger all of that pre-season. Came back into the team as a midfielder, obviously. And just was way off it. Just was way off it. Just two years without footy. And I played four or five weeks and just couldn't get going. Basically, they just said, look, mate, we'll... Play down back, get your legs under you, um, start feeling good, get some get some you know game sense back in in we'll, you. We'll get you back into the midfield, and you'll be straight back in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing I ever did is start to play a couple of good games in the back line, and then or nah. best thing, or best thing, best thing, best thing I ever did. In your heart, in your heart, you knew you were a backman just yeah. playing in the midfield for a little period. Of time. I think in the coach's heart, they really knew this guy sucks. He's his back pocket at best. Uh, so never got a sniff in the midfield again, to be honest. Which led to, now, it's a fair fast forward, but, I mean, not really much happened in between 2006 and 2015, let's be honest. You mm. know, wooden spoon, prelim, a few other things, yeah. a few injuries. Insignificant. So you go from two grand finals in your first three years to a big gap, so 2006 to 2015, um, with, yeah, no 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 more shots at the, at the big dance again. We had the prelim final against um, Geelong playing that. Playing that? Yep. We got... We were never a chance of winning that game. As in, once we got into it, Geelong just jumped us. Oh, that was one of the worst things I've been involved in in sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we were just out-muscled, out-game out no, like, from, from the first minute of the game. They were just 
better. Man. They were just better than us. And we were broken. We had, you yeah. remember, we had two or three important players that were limping through that game. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we had to 25. That was a good year to be a part of. Yeah, it was. Redemption, so, redemption I don't know always re- is. Yeah. And just being part, like, it doesn't always have to, if you only judge yourself on premierships, you know, some people would be pretty pissed off with their careers, right? You said this on 6PR. You said you can't always play footy to win premierships. Mm. Why? I, I agree with you. I'm just asking. Well, our our chairman in his infinite wisdom, Russell Gibbs, makes a good analogy is that he's a businessman, so... Um, in business, you want to make a profit. And if he was in business and he only made a profit once every 20 years or 16 years or 18 years or whatever the average is in, in things, he'd be in a pretty bad state. Yes. <laughs> it can't just be about that, right, in footy. Yeah. It has to be about more than that. So you can find value in lots of other things and you can, in your activity in the community and your teammates and you just strive to be better. Uh, for me, all those things are true. One of the greatest joys in football is just being part of a team that's clicking for a better word. To be part of some kind of, um, not to be too rah-rah, but like some kind of group think or group flow situation where you feel like you're on top of your game and you know you can trust the person next to you. And we, I feel like we had that in 2011. We are playing a brand of footy that was built on just relentless pressure and attack and we had something to prove and... That ended up getting the best of us and we ended up fizzling out. And as I said, there was a few boys towards the end that were just kind of limping through and Geelong ended up um, making us pay. But 2011, I, I still look back on that year as one of the best in my career. 2015 is that for me. So exactly those reasons. So I don't know if you remember 2015, uh, round two, I'm fairly sure. Charlie might remember. Um, Frio kicked 10 goals in the first quarter in the derby against us. Yeah. And they, like... Embarrassed us in a derby. Yeah, so I tell this story a lot. Can I pick it up from here? Oh, great. I didn't even know you knew it. So that's good. I tell this story a lot to people and I say, you know, because, yeah, there was a lot of wank about the Weagles web or whatever they're calling it. And, and there was some truth to it because the way we were defending was probably what we were ahead of the game with at that time. It's not just the defenders, even though me and Scott will claim it. It was a whole team ethos around defense that we were playing that year. We got, I now tell people, it's because. Because of Scoey. Because we went down this path. This is why he brought it Does up. He, yeah, I don't know if he's told this story before. <laughs> I, but I have not, and I didn't know you knew this. We so, went down right. this path, and I'm a bit of a vanilla guy. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like the one-on-one stuff that I, you know, you look mm. back at your study career and you're often uh, reminiscent of it. We got spanked against Frio, playing this style. They were kicking goals, and it was like it was fun. And we are trying to play this group defense, not just one-on-one stuff. And I... I'd, um, backline coach was, it, was Brady or Hick at that stage? Hick Hick said guys what do we think? Like do we need to just go back to just locking on back shoulder and just beating him in? And I was pro I was like yeah we need to go like I'm not letting the guy just kick goals out the back of me again like that I'll, I'll if he beats me one on one I'll cop it this guy said fuck this we're not putting all this time in just to concede at the first hurdle I say we go even harder Maybe we're not doing it enough. Maybe we just go way over the top and just see if it works for a month. And so we went like too far the other way. Oh, yeah. So we're like, let's play right off our men. Let's not even let's go... see how aggressive we can let's be. Let's not even go near them. Let's just play so aggressive that they have to just react to us. And we're like... Because it kind of got, got the boys up. We had a young squad at the time. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, you fuck. <laughs> you, we're going to get 25 goals kicked in us next week. It's because of you. But just started, just started clicking. And... and, and 
to be honest, we were really lucky that we had a couple of guys in our back line that could take intercept marks like they were going out of fashion. So um, yeah. that helped us a lot. But we kind of we it, some one thing you really need as a footy club um, when you have success is an identity. We we had that in 2006. We believed that we were the hardest working team in the comp. We just believed that we worked trained harder than anyone else. When everything times got tough, you're down at half time. You think we'd say, boys, we'll outrun them. Just work harder. And for us at that time, we just thought we were smarter and more aggressive than any, any other team. And and that was a pivotal moment of it. it was was that pr- where you were going with it? No, nah, not at all. It was just it was. I just loved playing that year because. It was this bunch of like the back line, especially like when you're in the back line, you don't you don't have much to do with the midfield or the forward line or anyone else really. You you got to look after each other and you set the play up and you save save the play for when everyone else stuffs up. So that that year was the best as a back line. Eighteen was good too, but I probably was in and out of the team a bit more. Fifteen, I was a real leader in the team. Um, I I really wasn't trying to tie you into that, but just. Exactly that. We had we had this style that <laughs> it used to be funny when they'd cover it in the press because they yeah like um, and even coach. I remember Damien Hardwick. We played them at the um, at the G on a Friday night, and we just like we. I remember going to the game. It's Friday night, boys. We're going to show everyone what we can do. Let's be like it was just that was our thing. Like let's be even more aggressive than you. It, when when you get to a point in the game or a point where you're on your man and you're standing fifteen meters off him and the ball's getting moved. When you when you're trying to make the decision of should you go back or forward or be aggressive or or get towards your man, be aggressive, mm. just attack. Like, just make a decision that's attacking. Like, if you just go and bump the person ten meters in front of you, mm. someone behind you will cover you. And like, and so it, it was actually fun. It was a fun fun way to play. So we made a grand final that year. Your last grand final, um, you played well in that again, I believe. Although 2015 for me is like 2005 for you probably. I mm. I didn't play very well. I don't really remember a lot of the game. Um, I remember being out of it pretty early and on reflection, not preparing it for, for it well. Um, yeah, not playing well, not handling it well. And I didn't handle it well for a couple of years after. Sounds like a little bit like you, but I mean, you were able to go and win a grand final the next year. But 2015, it's the last one you played in. Reflections? Um. Well, first of all, it would have meant exponentially more to me if we won it. Like, you are very uh, gracious in saying that I had contributed in 2006. I, I still read, rode on the coattails of some of, the, some of those greats that we spoke about before. Like, I just got drafted to the right team at the right time. They were on the edge of greatness. So, 2015, I could have taken a bit more... Uh, what's the word? A bit more pride, a bit more... You're in the Fe- driving seat rather than the back, that, you yeah, in the back seat wearing the, yeah. the mellows. Yeah, a, a bit more anyway. I'm not <laughs> saying that I um, I changed anything. No, you're but, a leader you know, in the back line. For we sure. had, went through a tough time after 2006, which has been much publicised, culminated in the wooden spoon in 2010, and a complete club cultural rebuild after that. Um, well, that was part of it, to be honest. Um, which I felt like I was a part of. Yeah, I was kind of a senior player for a lot of that and, and, and had a certain amount of influ- influence at the club. So to come out in 2015, you know, the only kind of remaining player of that bygone era would have felt great. would have felt great to feel like that I was a custodian of the club and, and brought them into a new era of success. Um, we didn't get it. And probably, I don't know how you feel about it. You, well, by your last comments, you probably don't feel the same way about me, but... Probably the only game I've ever really wanted to watch back and like analyse how they did that to us. 
2015? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't able to do it with, with the... I reckon it was a good six, 12 months before I was able to do it properly. But once I did, I felt better about it. I haven't it, done it. It was... But it, I really want... I still I know. Really it's, want to it's a lot worse it. in your mind than it actually is. Yeah. There were some big moments in the game um, of 2015 that really turned the game. Oh, that's probably the only thing yeah. that I'll take out. I missed a goal. Oh, did you? Yeah. I missed a goal in a period I think where I remember we were that. coming. Me, Pritta... Three senior players in a row kick points. We should have kicked goals. So you still haven't watched it back? No, no. But I really like to. Um, so um, obviously Sam Mitchell, he came to the club late in the career, and he was over in Melbourne. We kept trying to see up a time because he'll have get the behind the goals vision and analyze what the frick went on. Because I don't know. Like I was out there, and Simo said to me after the game, he went through all the senior players and, and basically told them how they fucked up and just said, "Look, mate, you didn't prepare the boys as good as you should have." which I'd, I'll take that completely on the chin is correct. I remember being out there whenever it was, whenever it was that the game was over, late in the third or early in the fourth, you're thinking, yeah. I don't know how to change this game. Like normally, and I don't know if Scully will test this or not, but normally I'll try to think through the game when I'm out there and try to deliver messages to, to the boys around me and try and analyse how we can start changing things and wrestling it back our way. I remember sitting there going, I don't, I don't know how to stop this, hey. <laughs> I don't know what they're like. We can, I can't. Influence this game right now, and I remember feeling so lonely in the middle of the MCG, just going, "I'm actually on a bit of a loss," and it's kind of a hit to the ego in those kind of situations. So, 2015, disappointing end to the year. A couple of years go by. Um, you finish up at the end of 2017. Um, injury, old, whatever. Exactly the same as Scully, pretty much. Yep. Um, happens to the best of us. The whatevers. 2018, the club goes and wins a grand final. Uh, wins the premiership that we were chasing in 15. You're chasing your whole, you know, rest of your career. How 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 was that watching that? Um, did you feel that you played a part in it? Did you feel uh, jealousy, Shuffle. pride? Yeah. What, what did you feel when you watched that that win? I felt like a massive contributor because you know the best thing I ever did for that club was retire. <laughs> Just open the floodgates for success, didn't it? Just butsy out, premierships in. That's basically how it worked. Who um, else did that? Didn't Pritter do that 27-8? Yeah, well, there's a few boys left. Was, I think it was, well, because Mitch and Drewy, Drewy Hilly, yeah. Sharon. There's like six or seven guys that were over 30 that, that they cut the dead wood, basically. Um, <laughs> did I feel like I contributed? Not really. Did I enjoy the game? I, I couldn't have been prouder. And because some of my best mates in the world just got a premiership, like... It was amazing. It, I think people have asked me this question whether it was a melancholy feeling. It wasn't at all. And I, I think I was prepared for it to be during the game. But I couldn't have been more excited to watch it and see these guys win um, and couldn't have been cheering for them harder. I think it might have been different if I didn't think, if I thought I could have been playing in it. Like, and 2017, I was done. Like, my body was done. Probably mentally, I was done. Um, probably those last two or three years, you know, I was kind of. Not holding, you know, kind of holding on, but kind of get through because we we're having success. I knew it was, I knew it was over. It was over for me completely. If I didn't think that, and I got um, shafted, you know, shafted a bit more or whatever, and uh, there might have been guys, and I just mentioned that that thought that way, it might have been a different feeling that I thought I could have been out there contributing. But I was very happy to be uh, a supporter in that situation. It was so cool to be at your whole career. You had to summarise it, look at your whole career. Did, did you leave content or did you feel like, you know, I know you're going to say or you wish you played more games, but did you, did you feel like you 
did enough? I don't know. What did you feel like your whole career when you look back on it? I feel super content that I tried my hardest throughout. Um, does that mean I got the best out of myself? I don't. Not necessarily. Like if you know, people say have no regrets. If I, I would have done things differently. There's times that if I had researched into my body or how I, you know, injuries defined a certain part of my career, I wish I did things differently to try and appease that. So do I feel like I could have done more in my career? Yeah, I could. I think I could have played more games if I had my time again. Do, do I feel content? For sure. I don't think that was ever through a lack of trying or a lack of effort. I feel like I played the game uh, in the right way. I feel like I did it for the right reasons. You know, I didn't. I don't think I was a selfish player. I think I did it for my teammates, and they were always my inspiration. Um, I think I represented the club in the right way. So, all in all, I'm super proud of being able to play AFL football for 14 years because it's a bloody tough industry. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't think. Um, I wish that certain things went slightly different and, and whether I could have been uh, a different player in certain situations. Pretty good. Sam Muller, everybody. Ah, ah, well, I enjoyed that. I hope everyone else did. Sam Butler, the, the guest. I really liked it, actually. Oh, oh, got deep, didn't it? I, no, that's good. That's good. I don't think... No, see, no, this is where back chat's coming, mate. It's a bit bit more in-depth than the old sit around and yeah. feed up on the desk. Let's scratch beneath the surface. I don't think about my career <laughs> that much. That's, I, I hate to, that saying really? so much. Yep. Cool. I'm going to say at least three times more before the end of this podcast. <laughs> I don't think about my career that much. So you then when you get it. me going, then I like... Uh, yeah. Then I, then I you know, really get into the uh, It's because it, It's not a facade you've got up, but like you, you're, you're a charismatic guy and you, you talk and you... You're funny, and so your first, in my opinion, your first point of call is to take the piss out of yourself, and that's the best type of humour, really. But if you actually get asked some questions about your career, you've had a fucking good career, mate. So well done. Let's get you, let's get off the depth, off the depth chart and just have a bit more of a chat about you. Send it, we read it. Yeah. Quickly, quickly becoming the world's number one podcast segment. Yeah, well, it have to overtake social media, so mm. we're not going to get there. Um, this yeah. one's from Alex Ridley. Thank you, Alex. Okay, hey, Will and Dan, riddle me this and Butsy. And Butsy. Not to toot my own horn. Oh, God. I, I, so, so one thing that, one thing that, that Thumper and Dan have in common, they can't read. Right. You know how Thumper used to stuff up all the time? We need to get no, one of those can, massive screens in front of you. This is yeah, a teleprompter. Yeah. No, I read all day. I can't, I can't then come here. Is that an excuse? You, you, you can't read on the no. most important part of the day? No. no. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's start again. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I was a perennial East Perth reserves player during the time of the alignment. One day for a captain's run, the day before a game, I actually said hi to Will while he was playing his trade, plying his trade mm. for the Royals, and he looked straight through me. <laughs> probably too early in the morning for him or something. First question. Yeah, that's uh, true. Do you well, know... Hasn't started well. Do you know that the Eagles were... In, uh, did you know that the Eagles were into Ryan when he used you as a stepladder? <laughs> and did he ever remind you of it? Picture attached. He did send us a picture. Of oh, no, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a picture I've seen many times. Mm. And um, funnily enough, I know all about it. Did he was, remind you of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 one of great partnership Land Ryan and I have. Is <laughs> I am I am his stepladder. Yeah, yeah. Like his scaffold. He's, I made you who you are. Yeah, correct. If I wasn't such a good little block to jump on, you you, you may get, not be here right now. You, just like you, you won me a premiership, Butsy. You don't get delisted in a 2017. You're probably still <laughs> playing in the back line. I don't get a game. You're welcome. 
So did, did you know the Eagles were into Ryan at the time? Was that a done deal? Yeah, he was going well, to the club? no, it wasn't a done deal. I knew that they were interested. Um, I remember, I remember, to, um, he'd been in amazing form that year, and I remember the team meeting before the game, and they still hadn't figured out who. Oh, sorry, it was the captain's run. It could have even been the captain's run that he was talking about, and it was a pretty much who wants to play on Liam Ryan. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like Butsy, you've got him, and Tom Cole. Tom Cole put his hand up like I'll play on him, and if you look at that. That yeah, he's photo, he's 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 as high as flying right, like not as high, but he's right there. Oh right, he's hanging over the top. He's going going over backwards. He got a, got a right off me too, Coley. Do you know who else used to do that? Godra. <laughs> anyway, look, you you have you have connections in Adelaide. Mm. We believe he's still living there. He is. Yep. No. Okay. I've spoken to a Ooh. guy who speaks to him every day. And he keeps saying, yeah, "Yeah, yeah." Speaks to him every day. This yeah, guy. That sounds like this guy's lying. Hey, let me get to my contacts. I'll scratch beneath the surface. And we'll see yuck. what I can get. Second question. All right, second question. Um, Mark Nikoski spent a lot of time with us at training, teaching us the systems slash terminology, and he was quite adamant in saying that the term podium, which was top of the goal square, was dubbed by Callum Sinclair because when you took a mark there, you wanted to do a dance like you're on the podium at a nightclub. Is this true? And if so, did you ever get up on the podium at Hippie Club with Sinkers? Love that we've got a Hippie Club reference. Every I don't week. even have to do it. It's Every because it's a week. popular place, mate. Tuesday night down at Hippie Club. You I still to... got your statue out the front of there. <laughs> do, you would have been there when we named Podium. Yep. Is that true? I think it is. Callum Sinclair. Is Callum Sinclair coining it, though? It wouldn't surprise uh, me. I actually think I thought it was a Hutchie thing. That is, that is to do with the podium, though. Is um, Yeah, podium in a nightclub. Where do you want to be? The saying like where do you where do you want to be at the end of the night or something like that. It was a bit. Uh, it was a bit of a weird one. <laughs> it was a bit of a weird one. Yeah, it was okay. a bit of a weird one. But it is true. Yep. And okay. uh, yeah, I've been on the podium. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what do you do when you go to nightclubs, Dan? Um, what do you I do? Know. Just lurk in the yeah, shadows. Correct. I sit there and people come lurker. to me. You're a real lurker. Start scratching surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's from two. from amiable Anderson. I, I I feel like it. Might not be their first name, but it's apparently it's what this what comes up on their as their email. Um, I was watching an exciting and exhilarating episode of Eagle Eye TV a few years back on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> better to do than watching those shows. That's, that's her back. first lie, Amy Burns. <laughs> Nothing exciting or <laughs> exhilarating about that show. Um, there was a segment where Basil Zemplis was running a media training workshop with some of the players. Were you trained by Zemplis yourself? Question to both of you. Um, should we just finish the email because it's the same? It's the same. And so, what are the tips that they give you that the general public may not know about? So, when you're being trained in the uh, media, and also let's yeah, and there's also this question. Also, do you hate it when players or coaches pluralize names? Like it's the Schofields and the Consts who are the backbone of our team. Like guys, there's only one of them. <laughs> That's good. I've never thought about that before. The Butlers of the team. Yeah, you got the Butlers and the Schofields and the Consts. Yours, yours doesn't really work. That. No, that's awkward to say. Um, yeah, I don't like that. So okay, so Eagle Eye TV, Basil Zemplis teaching you guys media, what respond, like how to ask, answer questions. So that happens, right? Did you get that in your first year? I certainly did. It wasn't with Basil, though. Who was it with? Dara? Oh, is it going to be bad? I'm forgetting his name. Jeff. He used to be the weatherman. Oh. oh who's... Uh, Who is? Is he on seven at the moment? Jeff... Um. Been around forever. Anyways, yeah, it'll it'll come to us. Um, okay, so yeah, Jeff, well, so he was around. That, he gave me a bit Jeff, of media training. Jeff helped you out. Jeff, there's nothing too interesting about the training session you do. You literally get a tour around Channel Seven. You 
Basil reads the news, you get to read off a teleprompter and that's what the media training was when I was there. So that probably leads me to a relatively decent discussion point is at no point in time are you given media, media training as a player. Players are not given media training now. Never have were through my career. Never were through Butsy's career. They are told what they should and shouldn't say. So if you come to a press conference, you're given a list of things not to talk about. You're given, um, you know, if someone's injured, tell them this. Here's, uh, the, here's the party line. If anyone here's the asks, party yeah. line. That's if, if that is that. I think me- that's what people allude to as media. Is training. that media training? Yeah, that's a, there's a media training answer. Oh, really, that's, that's just what they told you going in on the walk into that interview. They say. Probably don't mention this. Probably, yep. probably mention this if you can. Media training should be, in my opinion, mm. be yourself. Be mindful of your club sponsors and your club and the players around you and people that are connected parties. Mm. You need to you need to have some intelligence about you. Mm. But be yourself. Don't try and protect all, all parties at all times and don't say anything wrong. That's pretty much what it is right now. Don't stuff up. Don't, don't say fired, anything wrong. No. Yep, don't. Don't, don't, you know, if you're just yourself and you relax. Although I speak about it a bit on the podcast, people aren't out to get you. Like, they are a bit, yeah, they are actually. The media are out to get you, but they're not. The people in, the the people in the media are good people. Mm -hmm. They're, they're bosses and the people they work for sometimes aren't. But also, when you're getting a player on, a radio station or whatever. Like, you're going, oh, how are the boys feeling? There's not enough space. You know, like, unless mm. unless you've been in trouble, then you've probably you have a media person sit down with you, here's the things you don't say when they interview about it. Like, I'm going to assume that, um, like, if Willie sits down for an exclusive, they will sit down with him and say, here is what you can and cannot say. Yeah. Like, that would be media training. But generally, it's like, how are you feeling about the game this week? Like, they're not, you know... I said it, let's say generic questions, generic answers. Yeah. Um, look, that's enough for uh, you. Send that we read it. We've got a new segment. We uh, floated with you a little earlier, Butsy. It's called "You Call It, We Speak It." Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the name yeah. of the segment, Butsy. Yeah, I've been dreading this the whole hour. So we had we had a couple of people <laughs> dreading. We had a couple of people. Call, uh, give us their number. One person just texted me recently and said, "Sorry, mate, got to get up at two thirty in the morning." I'm still tempted to call him, but I don't. Also, don't want to. You know. Hold on. So the concept is people just send in their number. Yep. It's just and like, you call that number. And you don't know what's on the other end. Yeah, that's right. What they're going to yeah, say. Literally. Right. So I've, I've pasted wow. it. I'm just going to call them now. Let's. Let, this, this is um, fraught with danger. Excited, I love it. Yeah. Who, who is the person that we're calling? What's Daniel. his name? Daniel. All right. Let's call him. Oh, I forgot to put my number in private. All right. Oh, here we go. Love straight on. Love Daniel. Daniel. Hello. Uh, Daniel, back chat 2.0 here, mate. How are you? Not too bad, thanks, William. How are you? Yeah, good. <laughs> very, Daniel, very are you good. asleep right now? 12.15 on the East Coast. I'm not far off at Samuel. He's uh, on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're here with Dan, and he, to be honest, Butsy, he's just picked up your voice out of nowhere. What a man. Dan, how are you, mate? You're the first, you're the first one I call it on. You call it, we speak it. You must be, it must be a proud day in the life of, uh, of Daniel. I won't say your last name. Could probably die down, die a happy man. <laughs> so, Daniel, last week we um, we, were, we were talking about the morph suits at Wildcats games, um, and that, yeah. I, that I had donned the uh, Wilbur the Wildcat costume at some point to take a media photo. You 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 told us the West Coast Eagles player that you believe was a morph man. 
That's correct. Am I, am I right? Is that why you're ringing? Well, no, there's no prize either, Daniel. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> It's uh, not a radio the station. Reason I rank. <laughs> the only reason I text you guys, come on, come on, Will, I want something. Um, no, look, I can't, I can't give you anything other than an answer, and it is not Josh Rotham. Josh Rotham is not the Wildcats morph suit man. Mm. You're in the right All area, right. though. I will say that. If we're going to run this as a competition, which we aren't, <laughs> you be the third caller. Do you know who is the morph man? I do. Yeah, oh, I was a current West right. Coast Eagles player. Was a morph suit really boy at. Perth Wildcats for two years. Oh, and he's in MG. Right areas for Josh Rotham. Who do you think, Butsy? Right areas in terms of height or in terms of position or in terms of demeanour? Just, just right, right areas. areas. Oh. Uh, well, it has to be a Western Australian. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, and it would have to be one of the new players I don't know the name of. Uh, that's incorrect. Oh. It is someone you know. And go. that's your only and final guest. Now, Daniel, you're on, on the podcast. As you know, we've got a lot to get through. But I wanted to offer you I, I wanted to offer you the forum, mate. You want to speak about something? You give it to us. This is your one and only chance. Well, you can mm. ring us next week. Well, you also, talked to us, well, you, you also said to us about an email that you sent us in the past. Yeah, that's it, mate. So if you want to go back and check your emails, well, I actually got excited because it came from Will Spacefield's name, but then you started replying, so... Got a bit excited, then you know, a little bit downcast, and I realised I wasn't talking to the great man. But in fairness, did offer a sponsorship up, had a bit of banter back and forth, and then just got donuts. So wouldn't mind picking that up off air. But I've got a question for you boys. Okay, let's go. Mind you sort of having a crack. Go for it, mate. Who is the most unique sportsman athlete? The reason I say athlete, obviously, Sam, you're a great soccer player back in your day, AFL superstar. Will we know? 2018 uh, grand final, you absolutely dominated the goey and used to run a little bit around a track when you were younger. And Dan, well, what haven't you done in sport? You know, <laughs> five to 16. So this is now a weekly segment, everyone, just so everyone knows. This is now every year, every week, Dan is ringing in. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Dan. I'm happy. Yeah, so what's the most unique athlete? It can be a multifaceted athlete, you know, unique off the field, unique on the field. So I suppose over to you guys. Who is it? Uh, I'm glad we got Butsy in here because this is actually your for this is your form because you're one of them. I'm I've not an- going to say it to you. Oh, uh, it depends how we go. So I've analysed the my the playing list that I've played with in terms of physical attributes. You've run the, the most physical, physically gifted players that I ever played with. If you're talking about talents in other sports, then there's some there's some low hanging fruit. Shannon Herm was potentially going to be great Australia's greatest ever cricketer. He was a gun. Yes. Junior in yep. South Australia got a Redbacks contract. There. Yep, yep. <laughs> but in terms of physical specimens, so if I could trade bodies with anyone that I've played with, number one, Brent Staker. Yes, yes. Uh, Quick. Throw the butt in, boys. Yeah. Another question. Brent Staker was probably the last West Coast Eagles long sleeve player. Well, to actually play a game in the AFL. I was going to say, did you listen last? I'm sure you listened last week, Dan. I know you did because you've written in. The Swampy, Swampy said it was Gaffy. I don't have much of the life, but yeah, so I did listen. But yeah, in an <laughs> AFL game, I reckon it might have been Brent Staker. Yeah, so Swamp said Gaffy was the last person in a state, uh, not state of origin, what's that? Long Gaelic sleeve. International rules. International rules, oh, thank yeah. Charlie. Long sleeve player. Staker, yeah. yeah. Conversation, Charlie. That's not for a West Coast. That's not West Coast, is it? <laughs> oh, this guy's great. Like Dan, if you, if, when the borders open up, you're very welcome to come and sit in the studio with us because you have been nothing but value. Yeah. Now, we'll let, we'll let Butsy continue the answer. So No, I, I won't waste Brent everyone's Saker. time with it. Brent Stake could probably be number one for everything you want in a football. Tall, strong, quick, could endurance, fantastic. Second, Mitch Brown. 
Yeah, people forget about had Mitch the Brown. had the greatest repeat speed testing in West Coast history, but would would do endurance in the top group of running as well. And he's a key back, strong, big boy. Repeat mind games, not up near the top. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> could, you know there, there might be other things in the way for these guys succeeding in, in sport. Um, Number three. Well, I don't want to put in the the obvious the knickknacks. They're, they're no. obvious. They're they're not all rounders. I'm looking no. for like a unique specimen. All rounders, and I just said I don't want to go to obvious people. But if you've got talking all rounders, Chris Judd is the best mm. single single best athlete that's ever come through West Coast. Not just because he was quick as shit, but would consistently be in the top two or three for the beep test. Consistently be in the top two or three for um, jump, vertical leap, squat testing. Uh, chin ups. It was, ho- it was horrible at bench press because he had bad shoulders. Fold. Skin folds low. Yeah, yeah, good. Very good athlete. Um, I'll finish it off with this, Dan. Uh, unique sport talent. Tom Brass, chess. Very good. On the chess board. Quite unique off the field too, in the way he thinks about things. I believe. Yeah, he is. So we'll get we'll get TB in here at some stage. But um, I also like to analyze those that are the least talented outside of football. Let me give you the top two. <laughs> People that can't do any other sport but football. One, Bo Waters. Literally can't do any other sport but football. He'd run through a brick wall if you asked him. Yeah, to. yeah. If brick wall was a sport, he'd, he'd be the leader. He'd be the leader of it. Triathlons? Yeah, I mean, like skill sports. Like you give him a bat or a ball. Any other ball other than a football? Matt Prittis. No, you did not. He's swinging at balls in with cricket bat and yeah. missing them by a metre. Top two. There you go. Matt Prittis, Bo Waters. Worst. Mm. All right, Dan. Sorry, that, sorry, you two. Hopefully that answers your question, mate. All right. No, well done, guys. Yeah, that was great listening. It's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. See you, mate. Very, very, very good stuff by Daniel. I, I wish I could. I don't know why I don't want to say his last name, but yeah, no, that's all right. Big Danny boy. That we, was fantastic. We love it. Now we I like a, the new segment. We're gonna, yeah, so do I. So if you want it, if you want it, if you want to get on, that's you a bit call of a taste. it. You call it. We speak it. Jump on. Send us your number. We'll give preference to. Patrons. That's another thing that's happened, Butsy. We've got mm. people supporting the podcast. We've got people paying money to support this podcast, and we absolutely love it. I do have something to just... I don't like using the word tease, but it's introduce okay. to our listeners. And this is going to be patrons only. Now, I spoke about a couple of weeks. We're going to cut the exclusive content to patrons, and we do appreciate you still uh, being patrons of the podcast and supporting the podcast without the exclusive content. Well, I also said there's going to be exclusive content without notice. Well, here's your notice. Next week, as of next week, we will be on Twitter Live. We will be, I think it's Live Spaces, Charlie. I know you won't know, but I'm asking you anyway. On MySpace. No. (laughs) I will not have Justin Timberlake playing in the back. What was your MySpace song? Remember? I didn't have a MySpace. Okay, Nikki FM by... um uh, that hardcore band. We will be on Twitter Live Spaces mm-hmm. when we record the podcast, and you can watch us live record the podcast. That's exclusive content. If if I've ever ever heard of exclusive can content, I just, can I just confirm? Do you like that? That's as good as it gets. Do you can actually I, like that? Yeah. I you think put, I think with Twitter Spaces though, I don't think it's video, is it? I think it's just audio. Oh, now it's shit. It's not shit at all. You can you can live you can, you can <laughs> no, live no. question us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. no, it's, it's very. Oh good. no, it's good. Sorry, it may not be video. But it's, it's, no, it's still very good. It's still valuable. Live. I'm going to have the phone right in front of us. Yep. And you want to contribute while we're recording? Go for it. Mm-hmm. Have Love a listen. But 
only for patrons. There's my little teaser. Be like you're really here. All right, final part, social media. But see, hang on, before we keep going any further. Oh, no, you can't cut me off social like that. Please cut him um, anytime you want. When I get home and jump on the computer, yeah, I'm going to go to patreon.com, mm-hmm. and I just hope that there's one that says S. Butler is a new patron. You will see that name. Okay, good. Do you know how to do that? No. Go to backchatpodcast.com. We'll do, I'll get Click you guys to do it on my phone from here. S. Butler, great. While we're here. And you can contribute. Obviously. You'd love do that. I get paid, do I pay myself? Yes. Guests don't get paid, obviously. Yeah, cool. Not yet, but they will. Oh, cool. All right, here we go. Matt Cutback, underscore. We love it, underscore. We still love it, underscore, Butsy. Is Butsy still off the beef? Or how long after watching Cowspiracy did he last? <laughs> Dan oh, doesn't know what this means. Cut back. No, I mean, I understand. I'm not a dumb I'll, dumb. Like, I'll I understand. Cut back. What a man. Cut an underscore at the but, end. Too. But see, let me just start with. I'll just quickly answer this. I went to a barbecue with Butsy last week, and I asked an identical question after I offered Butsy a sausage, and he said, Is that pork or beef? I said, It's beef. It's a sausage. He goes, No, I won't eat that. So, to answer your question, Matt, he's still. He's still on cowspiracy. He's off the beef. I'm a man of my word, Matt Cutback. I feel like it's gone past that now. You've you've proved your point. You've proved your point. No, no, no. Eat a sausage. Is the planet saved? Are we now on a on a great path? Is is the job done? You're not going to do anything about that, mate. Will okay. So so you're still cowspiracy. Cowspiracy, baby. Super tramp underscore Bryce. This is our lad that travelled all around Australia. He's a good man. Super tramp. G'day, blokes. I've been revisiting the archives on my long runs lately and listening to Will's conversation with Shuey about his night out in the Spider-Man costume uh, has made me want, and it's made me want to hear some more of your best Unity trip stories. Ooh, that's a question without notice, Butsy. You get one story, if you have any. I'm oh, sure you do. Me? Yeah, mate, these are to you. This is, this is off the back of our back chat's back, which I will say... I went and made a very, very, very good video of you singing Backchat and you, your face was superimposed on actual Backstreet Boys' faces. And you've that, seen it? That's the dream. Well, it's it felt happened. so good. And it, it won't let me post it on social media. So you know where I'm going to post it? Twitter Live. No. Twi- uh, no. It's MySpace. No, no. TikTok. <laughs> Not TikTok. Oh, Patreon. Uh, there you go. There's some exclusive content for yeah, the patrons, baby. You got any uni trip? I just paused enough for you or not? Uh, you don't have to. I, I hate when people say this. Yeah. But it's not for public. I can't think of one for public consumption. No, that's fine. Not that we're doing really debaucherous stuff. That makes it feel bad. But, you know, you don't want to. That's fine. You know what I'm saying. Saxon underscore Sunus. I don't. Sounds like it's debaucherous. Uh, <laughs> Butsy, what are your thoughts on Dan's 5 for 16 <laughs> in an under-12s grand final and do you have anything to stop? Well, we've already discussed that. But what do you think of So this comes up 16? a lot? Oh, mate. Uh, every show he mentions this. <laughs> really? Oh, sometimes <laughs> I... He, it his trophy's on the, on the table. Mine's footy. His is the cricket trophy. What's his second best figures? On cricket... Uh, I don't know, probably five for 15. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're better They're than better. you. <laughs> the second best ones. Are, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ma- Ma- this story has got holes in it. I'm telling you. Oh I'm telling you. Hang on, let me just My check the trophy. My second best are better than the first. <laughs> five yeah, for 16 runs. Yeah, I got a 10 for once. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that, didn't I? Oh. No, there was, there, Sorry, was a, there was a game where I played um, men's uh, D-grade Monday night basketball and I – Came out. I think I hit. It's already my, impressive. My yeah, hit, you can stop there and I'll hit, hit my first four shots. I think without missing. Ooh, yeah. does layups. It, does it shock you to believe that Dan plays mixed netball on Wednesday? Actually, I forgot to put this in the notes. I got to tell you. It guys doesn't something. shock me 
to the point where I want to join your team. Okay. No, I need to tell you guys something. Oh. I've retired. <laughs> <laughs> I recently retired and I put a I put a video up and I had to Patrons. I could put, I'll put that up on Patreon. It's my announcement to the team that I've retired. So I played two games. Um, in my second game, Maxine, who was like a 70-year-old uh, uh, referee, said she was reporting me for no, my rudeness. That's not your last. Rudeness? That's the last game I've ever played. Yeah, she said I was being rude. What so, position were you? Uh, GD. Bench. Oh, good spot. I was not going to let anyone beat me in that contest. Okay. Can you imagine line up on against against Dan at JD? Just go sit yeah, but it's, it's nine fifteen on a Tuesday night, and they just want to have fun. Yeah, and that's I'm like, rough. Okay, yeah, starting that's now. That's starting now. There you go. There's an yep. idea of how we, how late we record this. Stefan underscore one zero three nine. When was the last time you logged into your infamous Insta account, Botsy? Oh, great question, Stefan. Have you fired that up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. More active. Yeah, I'm really active on it at the moment. Oh, yeah, actually, um, they're not. No, I no, I actually went to our messages and saw that you we mentioned you in a post, mm-hmm. which then goes to your messages, and you hadn't seen it, and it had been four days. So, all yep. oh, right, yeah, no, four no, days. We're, we're talking months. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, just your average fantasy. Okay, don't mind that at all. This is this is actually a pretty deep question. This is the last one. How has fatherhood changed your life, Butsy? Wow, that is a deep question. Whack. Um. Oh, like it's it's like A, D, and B, C. It's like pre oh, wow. before, like <laughs> life was completely different before the birth of this child. Um, I don't know. It just changes your life, doesn't it, Scott? Yeah. Like you, your priorities change. Dan's got two um, kids. Dan's got two kids. Yeah, Dan, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, your your perspective on who you are changes, and your perspective on what you actually want out of life completely changes. So. Oh, it's been the best thing I've ever done. Charlie, taking notes over there, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting ready. <laughs> How's um your going on the way? Oh, it's 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 over. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, no, what? I knew you had a date, so I was just uh, checking you... in. What's over? What's over? Oh, I, a few weeks ago, I missed missed a podcast episode because I was on a date. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the, to be fair enough, you texted me about 15 minutes before you recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's already on the date. Classic. Yeah. That's now over. Okay. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. So no baby. No, babe. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Sorry to bring that up, Charlie. That was all right. <laughs> hey, work in progress. Yeah, that's right. You got time. Yeah, um, it's not much chop, Charlie. Don't worry about it, mate. You put, it, put it off for a while. Um, while, while we are talking about this, though, Charlie, I did want to. There was one more that didn't quite make it in. It said, um, "Oh no, you know what? You know what? Sorry, I forgot. Don't don't even worry about that, Charlie." Mm. All right. No worries. Gosh, your media really still still cranking out good content, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Wow. Do you know what the best thing about it is now? You don't actually read the questions. That's correct, Butsy. So these two don't know You're what that delegating means. You're delegating social media. You know, and I've delegated to someone that Can't read. reads it worse than I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was... Well, how can you ask I, yourself I, the questions? I, I couldn't know, but I couldn't read them. <laughs> when I used to read them, I couldn't, couldn't read, read the them. names, couldn't read the words. All right. Yeah, I, overall, um, we're, we're at the end, Butsy. We've, mm. we've made it. Would you? How do you rate your overall back chat two experience? Because that what it, it's a new it's a new era, mate. Um, I would rate it really disappointing, only because I was hoping it was going to be shit. Mm. But it's actually been really good, mm. very good. So if you take it the other way, I'm very impressed, and uh, I'll probably start begging you to come back on as a on the other side of the table. So you know what I would like to do? Mm. No. Could we? Yeah, please tell us because I'm. Uh, I thought about it just before. Could we, sometime in the near future, watch 
the 2015 grand final with you and get you, you know, li- sort of stream it. Not live necessarily. Could we do wow. that? It could get to emotion. I may lose friends when I start bagging my team. <laughs> <laughs> I start bagging my teammates for certain things that might happen. And myself. I'll bag myself. But yeah, you're a shocking Potential. Fan. You're a hey? shocking fan. Like a uh, watcher. You, you do that. Am I? I think you are. I think I'm right. I like to internalise those things though. Oh, really? Yeah, normally, but... Why are you doing that? <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I do think those things a lot, but for the sake of the for the uh, if we did watch that on, content, on, yeah, for the content, I'll probably have to verbalize my innermost thoughts. Yeah, good. All right. To wrap this up, um, you can find us on social: Instagram, Backchat underscore Podcast, uh, Backchat underscore Pod, Reddit r uh, forward slash Backchat Podcast, TikTok, Charlie. Well done, Backchat underscore man. Podcast. Who, wow, who would, thought, who would have believed it? The consistency, <laughs> Boy, hello. Uh, email us at hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Um, you can find us on our website, backchatpodcast.com.au. And this will be our first episode on YouTube, I believe. Not putting mm-hmm. us under pressure, but I'm putting us under pressure. Butsy, your, deb- your debutante. Feels good. New mediums everywhere. This has taken off. This felt good, guys, and I really appreciate you getting me on. Uh, don't, don't end it on a soppy note like that. Can we hug? You guys suck. <laughs>